Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? This is Chad McLeod, one of your city commissioners. Welcome to a view from Lakeland City Hall. I appreciate you listening to this podcast, whether you are a regular listener who catches every episode. I hope there are a lot of you out there who fall into that category, or if this is your first time coming to the program, welcome to a view from Lakeland City Hall. I uh, started this podcast in 2019 as part of my campaign and I was doing podcasting for my business, and I thought, well, this would be a good opportunity to communicate with voters, to talk about issues and topics that maybe I don't have the, op- the, the time uh, to cover these things in other forums, but I can, I can do this in a podcast. And it seemed to stick. I got a lot of good feedback about it, and I kept doing it when I took office in 2020. And my goal has, has been twofold. One, I, I want to follow the schedule of our commission meetings. And I want people to know that I, if I don't watch a commission meeting or I don't read anything about it, that I can catch Chad's podcast and get the highlights, as well as other things that are happening in our city. And also, uh, I want to provide people with a window into my decision-making process, my thought process, and, and the commission itself, and what it's like from our vantage point. It is a unique role and the things that come before us, the different concerns that we hear, the different interests throughout the city, a city that is growing, and and the vantage point that you have as a commissioner is unlike anything I have had before as a leader, as an elected official in your city. And so I want to provide insights into what's, what that is like and to give people an opportunity to communicate with me. And you can always, you can email me at chad.mcleod, mcleod is M-C-L-E-O-D, at lakelingov.net. I love to hear from listeners. I love feedback. I love concerns and even complaints many times because it helps us improve. It helps us get better and know what is on your mind. Speaking of that, we are doing a survey. We do this, at least the this will be the third year for me uh, that I've been on the commission. This time of year, we are preparing for the commission's strategic planning retreat. It is two days, maybe a day and a half, where we are looking at the city's vision, big picture. Where is it that we want to go? Where are we going now? Where do we need to make adjustments? And, and I like it. I really like these meetings because sometimes it's hard to do this in the day-to-day, in the normal course of our monthly meetings. We have so many detailed items that come to us. You can get into the weeds, get kind of consumed by the minutia of some of the ordinances and resolutions for the city and strategic planning is a time to step back and really take a big picture look at where Lakeland is going. What are our priorities, not just for this coming fiscal year, but for the next five or even 10 years down the road? Knowing that these things may change as you have new leaders and new commissioners who will come into the mix, but at least it gives us a path and it's more proactive and forward thinking as opposed to just responding to what is coming at us. And there's a a big element of that. We need feedback from residents. This is a big part of the process. So we have a survey that's running right now. You can go to uh, the city's website and find a link, lakelandgov.net. You can go directly to the survey. It is LKLD View. So it's Lakeland View, but it's lkldview.com. That takes you directly to the survey. If you are a city of Lakeland resident and you have not taken that survey, I would encourage you, please uh, give us five, 10 minutes of your time and, and fill out that survey and let us know what are the things that you are satisfied with uh, from the city? What are things that you are concerned about? Where are your pain points? Where do you think the city needs to improve? All of that is vital to this process, because if we don't know, if we don't hear from people, I 
I think many times we can guess correctly because we live here and because we're involved in the community and we hear from you in all of our different circles and, and places where we are involved. But this survey is helpful because it will list specific categories and it will ask you to rank them and say, what is the most important to you as a resident? And then we take all of this feedback and we look at it and we analyze it and we discuss as a body, where are our constituents concerned and what are we doing to address these concerns and how are we moving forward? So lkldview.com, take a few minutes on that survey. Uh, I want to hit the highlights from Tuesday's meeting. We did not meet on Monday. We always meet on Monday unless Monday is a holiday. Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and so we were uh, closed. Uh, City Hall was closed that day, so we met on Tuesday. We did have the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. parade uh, in the city, and that was a fun event. My oldest son came along for that. It was good to be back uh, at that parade and to celebrate the life, the legacy, and uh, the pursuit for justice and for civil rights for African Americans and and to talk about that you know I was talking about it with my son on the way home from the parade what that meant nationally but also locally here in Lakeland and and the progress that the city has seen the work that we still need to do in that area um, and so it's just it was it was a good conversation uh, with my kids uh, over the weekend about that and then Tuesday so we had Tuesday's meeting and I want to hit the high points we always begin the meeting most of the time, I think, with an overview from one of our city departments. And these are great for me because as much as I love spending time, and I do, I really love getting around to different departments and doing tours and meetings. I just, uh, you know, I have a full-time business that I run, and so I have to be selective in uh, the time that I spend at City Hall outside of commission meetings and meeting with constituents. And so sometimes I just don't get a chance to visit every department and spend as much time with them as I would ideally like to do but these overviews it's good it's you know maybe it's a about a 10 minute presentation where we kind of get a look at the past year for from a particular department and we'll have everything from the police department fire department um, community and economic development the airport different divisions within the city and on tuesday we had a report from our city treasurer jeff stearns and he was talking about uh, what's called the pooled investments of the city so investments that are outside of the pension plan uh, these are investments that are meant to provide uh, a place to put cash that is available for the city so it's it's liquid it, it is uh, something that it, when we need uh, cash funds that it's there um, and some income on these funds it's a little bit more aggressive than just putting it in uh, a savings account, if you will. But these are low risk investments. It's bonds or what's called cash equivalents. It's a mix of things that the the risk to the city is is lower than if you went into some very aggressive high risk stocks. And Jeff gave us a, you know a look at the past year. Those um, uh, investments have done very well. Uh, again, in a in an environment um, asset classes that are lower in risk and but but still have, have done well over the past year. Tremendous amount of detail that he shared. And, and it gives, and I know the mayor mentioned this, that we are grateful for that attention to detail, for um, protecting the city's funds and assets. And, and even Jeff saying, you know, this has been a market where there may have been opportunities to earn more uh, in terms of the return on investment, but it's riskier. And, and with public funds, we're, we're going to always uh, go to the side of, of keeping those investments in, in this uh, pool, uh, low risk, and protecting uh, the city's assets. And so that's that, it was a good overview. I can always go into more detail. If anybody has questions on that, he sent us a, a PowerPoint afterwards with the slides and things that he covered. We always have an item on the agenda 
called a request to appear from the general public. And this is important to know because I think sometimes if I walked into a commission meeting, this is another thing I, I want to do with a podcast is give people just kind of the who have no idea what the, the process is, the format. It's it's sort of its own world. I remember the first time I went to a commission meeting as a candidate and just trying to kind of get a handle on the flow, the order. There's this line item that says request to appear from the general public. Those have to be scheduled in advance. If you just show up to a meeting and you want to speak, there's a time for that, but it's at the end. And that is public comment. And it can be on any topic. It can be about the meeting or not. But this time slot at the beginning has to be scheduled in advance through City Hall. And so sometimes you'll have people who show up and think, oh, I can just speak at this this uh, slot at the beginning of the meeting, but they haven't scheduled that with the city manager's office in advance, and they end up having to wait until the end. And that can be frustrating because you have to wait a long time uh, for that public comment period to get through the entire agenda. We have some residents who do that, who want to speak. They'll sit through the entire meeting very patiently. We have others who will come toward the end who know, hey, if I want to speak, I have to do it at the end if it's not something that has been coordinated with the city manager's office. But on Tuesday, we had a resident representing uh, some homes in the Sandpiper neighborhood, and and they were bringing uh, concerns to us about sidewalks that have been planned for that neighborhood. They have not, uh, the construction has not started yet, uh, but it was an interesting kind of situation where you have some residents, and, and it's not a small number of residents, who have said, we don't, we don't want the sidewalks that are being planned for our neighborhood, and we don't think they're necessary, and here's why. And this was a new issue to me because it originated several years ago before I was on the commission, where apparently there were residents within that same community who, who came to the city, came to some of the commissioners and said, we would really like sidewalks in our community. And that's where it started. And so now we, we've got kind of a split. Some people want sidewalks and others do not. And so it was, it, it's an interesting example, I think, in local government and to see how decisions are made. And I know when it comes to neighborhoods and traffic and roads, uh, especially uh, those that affect residences, and you know, I'm not talking about major thoroughfares like 98 and Hardin Boulevard, but roads that go th- you know, past your house in your neighborhood. The city's philosophy is they really try to incorporate feedback in the desires of the neighborhood. It, it gets tricky when you have divisions or different perspectives, and so we have to balance that. And so this project, while it is, it's funded, there are funds that are set aside in what's called the Capital Improvement Program. I, I noticed on Tuesday that people kept saying the CIP, and I was thinking, residents, they probably have no idea what that means, a Capital Improvement Program. So we have money set aside for these sidewalks, and there are studies that are being done by our city engineers. All of this uh, has just been put on hold, and Sandpiper has a homeowners association. And so uh, our mayor and I think other commissioners, uh, our recommendation was to really work through the HOA or t- have the HOA take an active role in making a recommendation. What do the majority of residents want to do in, in this case? Do they want sidewalks or not? Are they necessary? And then come back and and then present that to the commission. So no decisions were made on that. We'll, we'll wait for the HOA to come back with, with a recommendation. One of the items that we spent the most time on uh, on Friday at our agenda study session, so that, that's the meeting where we really dive into the agenda with city staff. We don't vote on things at, at the agenda study. They're public. They're open to the public. People can come or they can watch them online. 
but uh, it, it's a chance to prepare for Monday's meeting. So it's kind of the meeting before the meeting, if you will. But we spent a lot of time talking about the West Lake Hunter Trail Feasibility Study. It's kind of a mouthful, but in a nutshell, that means that there has been a study. The Florida Department of Transportation has been uh, conducting a study on the feasibility of developing a new trail on the west side of Lake Hunter. So that runs along Sykes Boulevard. It's kind of to the north of Lakeland Christian School, going up toward downtown. The study is to detail the the possibilities and what a trail could look like along this stretch and, and the desire of the city to have this type of trail. And really all we were doing with this vote was uh, voicing our support for DOT's study and being able to move forward with funding from two different entities, the Polk Transportation Planning Organization and the Florida Department of Transportation on different segments of this trail. Now, it's important to know that this the process here is long. We're not talking about construction of a trail along Lake Hunter for probably six or seven years, best case scenario. But it begins with this feasibility study that DOT did, as well as the commission giving a vote to support it, to support this effort. And we really got into some discussions on Friday about a, a desire to have a boardwalk that goes over the water. So from Ariana all the way up kind of toward Lime Street, I think is where it would would go, um, an over-the-water boardwalk trail. And I love the idea, I, I think, it, if it's feasible. And, and one thing we don't know, the, the feasibility study here did not look at the specific details and, and whether it's possible to do a boardwalk going over the water. This study really looked at a trail going along the west side where there's currently a sidewalk, and it would just widen that sidewalk to the east, so kind of away from traffic. The mayor uh, and a couple of other commissioners showed strong support for wanting a, a boardwalk going over the water. And I like the idea. We don't know yet. Uh, there's another study that would be required, an environmental analysis to figure out, can we do this? Can we put a boardwalk right over the lake? And, and so we would have to do that. And so we, we had a sort of robust discussion with city staff on, well, what does this look like? If we give a thumbs up to this feasibility study and it doesn't include an over the water portion, are we just going along with whatever FDOT has envisioned, but missing out on an opportunity? Because you have to think, I mean, Lake Hunter or any lake, if you have a boardwalk going across it that connects to trails to the north and south uh, is really something uh, I think, you know, it's a special feature, it's different, and, and it's a nice feature for your community if we can make that happen and who's going to fund it and how will that work. And I think the desire is we did not want to vote yes on approving just giving a thumbs up to this feasibility study and tie our hands and not be able to do this over the, the water option. So uh, our staff over the weekend from Friday to Tuesday kind of reworked the language of the resolution and what we voted on that gives us that option and is very clear that as city leaders, our, our top desire would be this boardwalk that goes over the water. We still don't know if that's going to be possible. There's more study and we've got to figure out the funding for it, but that's where we would, would like to go. Trails are an interesting topic right now. There's a lot of support at the state level with the Department of Transportation and I think even at the federal level in terms of grant funding and, and just the, um, the, the push to create more trails for pedestrians, for bicyclists, for runners and walkers and people to be able to get around town. And as we talk about as a city, Bonnet Springs Park that is coming uh, here this year 
having connectors and, and a way for people to get from Bonnet Springs into downtown and then really throughout the city. And this West Lake Hunter Trail would be part of that one day. Uh, but it takes years and millions of dollars to make it happen. So it's something that we are working on and will continue to talk about as a trail system for the city of Lakeland and for Polk County. The only other item that I wanted to mention on this episode is a legislative update. So the Florida legislative session is underway in Tallahassee, and we have a legislative committee uh, on the commission. I'm part of that this year. I was not last year. I was on uh, another committee instead of legislative, but I'm also on the Florida League of Cities Legislative Policy Committee. So I'm on two different legislative committees this year. And really our role here as a city and as a legislative committee is to track and follow legislation proposed bills that will affect the way cities operate. And this is, it's interesting because we are one city. We're a mid-sized city. We're Lakeland. And, you know, we don't have the ability just to sway legislation on our own, but as a as a group, uh, as a commission with other cities, the Florida League of Cities and others throughout the state, when we pull those resources and our voices together, we can have an influence. And there are several bills right now that I'll just say they're problematic for local government and what they would require local governments to do, uh, the burden that would be placed, and in many cases, the resources required, and things that I think sometimes the intent is good behind this statewide legislation, but the practical effects would be would be cumbersome for cities like Lakeland. And so I, w- I won't go into all of those details on this podcast, other to say that we are tracking those. The city has a lobbyist who is in Tallahassee, and we will follow those bills throughout the legislative session. The commission, we, we take a trip to Tallahassee. We didn't get to do it last year, but uh, we call it Lakeland Days. So we'll have two days where we are in Tallahassee uh, at, at the Capitol meeting with our legislative delegation and really advocating for different bills that we think are in the best interest of our city. I enjoy that part uh, of the job. I enjoy the legislative process. My first job working for a United States Senator, that's kind of in my blood. And so it's a piece of the job that that I really like. Uh, We don't, you know, it's a small part of of what we do uh, in the whole, but it just is is something that is, is a neat perspective and part of the job as a city commissioner. I had mentioned on my last episode that I was hoping to have someone from the fire department on this episode, and I'm working on that. So Chief Riley is out of town this week as I record this podcast, but he will be uh, back next week. So he and I are going to sit down next week at InFocus Studios and uh, talk about all things fire department, just some of the neat programs and and, um, things that are happening at the fire department these days. And I, I look forward to that. Stay tuned for that interview. As always, I appreciate you listening to A View from Lakeland City Hall. If you have feedback or things you want to share, chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. Thank you for the opportunity to serve as one of your city commissioners. I'll see you back again soon.